opinions so do not necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bardorf and Rusty Nixon. Huge crowd out there. Yes, we do. My um, goodness. Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, we always do when you come in, Uncle Doug. Well, it's I always guess a, you know it's part of my entourage. You know, they, yeah, it's always they, the hardest ticket in Plymouth that day. Is, I know it. Is this show? So I know it. I yeah. tell you what, it's it's tough. <laughs> it's tough being famous. Isn't it's it? really rough, man. <laughs> It's rough, but you know, it's very can't, can't eat a meal without somebody coming over asking oh, for an autograph oh, or a selfie or something. It's yeah, horrible. yeah, I it's bet. Horrible. I bet. Yep, it is absolutely horrible. I tell you what. <laughs> oh my, a mind is a horrible thing to lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to. Used, oh. <laughs> used to just say mind is a horrible thing. So uh, I don't know. Well, we're out of the box hot today. That's. Uh, Yep. Speaking of hot, you like the weather change. I have been. Oh in my! Yep, yep. It's nice. It's finally warming up. So. I um, I'm kind of like Jim Vanall, but I broke my promise today. Oh. He, he he always tells me when when the shorts come out, they're out. Doesn't matter if it goes back down to forty degrees the first day. The shorts go on. Mm-hmm. That's it for the season. We're oh, we're staying with it. This morning I got up and started to walk in and said. Nah, I think yeah. I'm. I think I'm going to be putting some put some long, put some long on. pants on today. Yep. It was well, that's just why a, I wore my little windbreaker thing. Yeah, just a little <laughs> chilly this morning. Usually, I'm okay if I wear like a sweatshirt mm-hmm. too. But this morning it was like I get out to the front walk and I'm like, nah. I'm not. Even though it's a short walk, I just don't like to be yep. cold. Yep. There were back uh, some years ago. Once April got here, you never saw me in long pants unless yeah. it was church. That yeah. Was it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the rest of the time, I was in shorts. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be putting them on later, but this morning was just a little bit chilly. Mm-hmm. Well, it was yeah. like 50 or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. 50. Mm-hmm. One of that. I, I'm, I'm looking at that, and I'm saying, well, maybe it won't feel so cold since it's been warm you know how that strange oh, yeah. logic you tell yourself that mm-hmm. and i i got I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna brave it i got out and nah, i'm not that brave yep I'm, there you go i'm old and i'm not not afraid to admit it and i'm going back and i'm yeah, putting I on my i hear pants. you i'll tell you what did you get out to the farmer's market yet uh i was down there a week ago saturday i didn't make it this saturday because i was sick this weekend oh that's yeah. right but uh, a week ago, uh, it, there wasn't. It wasn't a bad little crowd down there. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was just the, you know the first day, and 
you know, not all the vendors are there yet and all that. Right. So, you know, so. But uh, I would imagine by this weekend that uh, it should start picking up pretty good. Well, my mom and dad went last week, and they said it was just crowded. It was just overflowing with people. Wow, great. Early. Great. And, you know, but that's an early crowd, too. If you get mm. there when it opens, there's a lot of people there. But it yeah. kind of, as the day goes on, and the crowd yeah. thins out. It's the, Later in the day, it's, there's not nearly as many people. But Yeah, technically, I don't think they're supposed to open until 730, but I'm usually there about 10 after. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be first in line for the for be, the yeah. food for that week, so I don't even give them a chance to set up. You know, and I'm walking around, and I don't buy a lot down there, but you know, it's just kind of a social thing, right? Hey, you know, just yeah. go down there and just say howdy, and yeah, how everybody's doing, and yeah, you know, that's what it is. I think for most people, yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely keeping track. I forget what group it is that does the Scotch eggs. Oh, I didn't know we had anybody. No, yeah, there was a. I, it was one of the the uh, service clubs. Ah. Does it as a fundraiser down there, and I've never really? never had one. I've never, never even seen either. one. I'm feeling like that's such a short walk. I I've may just pictures. make it one morning and go oh, have yeah. one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's because I'm curious. I'm curious as to what what they taste like, yeah. and I'm not even quite sure what it is. I've, I've heard a couple of different. Yeah. yeah, they just love them, and I, but I've never. I've seen pictures. But I've never actually had one. Man, so, I'm gonna. Have, I think I'm gonna have to mosey on down there when they the week they have those. And wow. See if I can. I'll have grab to ask one of those. Uh, maybe Tom Keb knows who uh, who that is that does that. I am. I'm, I I remember that. It's like it's not Kiwanis, but it's somebody else that that uh, maybe try Kappa. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. It's it's one of the service clubs does it as a fundraiser. I'll be honest. And I I just I'm like, eh. and every time I've heard it. I'm gonna go this, and then I just never have. Yeah, forget it. Now I don't have any excuse. I can take the dog for a walk, and in five minutes I can have my first Scotch egg. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna do that. The coffee guy down there is well, really I'm, good too. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Well, if I find out when it is, I'll let you know. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. sure somebody will tell us. We usually promote it, mm -hmm. and I, I just never have gone down. But I got to this year. I've made up my mind. I'm having my first Scotch egg. I tell you, the uh, the one lady that I miss. Well, actually, there's two ladies I missed down there, incredibly. Uh, Mrs. McCormick. Okay. That had her world famous, absolutely world famous cinnamon rolls. Ooh. And oh, then, don't say that loud. My dad will live down. He'll put a tent out oh, there. Oh, well, <laughs> she she got so busy. I mean, she was like. I think she said she was getting up at midnight or one in the morning oh, so she could bake. Man. And it was just killing her. Yeah. She was selling and she'd sell out. Oh, I'm sure. All the time. Yeah. And um so she decided she was gonna quit Plymouth and she does Culver. Sure. Farmers market. And I think she sells them down there, but right. she doesn't have to have near the quantity. And then the other gal, um Oh, um, Brian Blake's wife. Um, oh. had, she had pies and oh, okay, bread, yeah, yeah, breads, yeah. nut breads, and all kinds of yeah. stuff like that, and rhubarb and all that kind of stuff. Um, um, <laughs> oh, I tell you, you know, I'll think of it in about an hour and a half. Oh, of course, uh, yeah, yeah. The, she's not there anymore either. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, Sunny Acres isn't there this year. Really? Yeah, they decided last uh, year that was going to be it. Okay. But, you know, but uh, yeah, but uh, so doggone it. So yeah. I gotta get down there. I just, mm -hmm. I haven't been yet. Uh, I was kind of waiting though till the tomatoes start to come in and stuff mm -hmm. like that because they're not quite full, got all the produce yet. 
And, they have uh, a lot of plants down there and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of plants. Of, uh, pepper plants, tomato plants, all kinds of stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, my my boys have promised me they're going to build me my little uh, planter for my oh. tomatoes. Uh-huh. They're probably going to get on that this week. So oh, cool. cool. I'm going to do tomatoes. I, I, you know, my one son said how to do peppers, but I don't use a lot of peppers. I mm. use some, but not. Just come down to the barbershop and get all the peppers <laughs> you want. <laughs> He says he used peppers in literally everything. Mm. So he he does peppers because he, yeah. he uses them all the time. See, I don't I do in a lot of things, but not mm-hmm. not enough that I, I I'm thinking maybe onions I use more. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know how hard those are to grow. Um, I don't think they're too bad. And if you if you don't get them all picked, they they'll survive the winter. You can go out in the in the summer next year and pick them again. Well, yeah, they, I they, like they that. Survive, yeah. See, I like the stuff that keeps producing mm-hmm. that's yeah. the stuff that i i want to try something that i've never you know i, I want to grow some asparagus oh yeah but i want to put it in a big pot okay and see if i can get it to come back now i don't know if it will or not but we'll try it see I mean, yeah what the heck you know if i could get it in a pot and just have it come back year after year in a pot you know and just but i i don't know I, i've never done it that way I want asparagus too. I could eat my weight in asparagus. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. When it, when I got a grill going and I can grill that stuff, oh, I yeah. could eat my weight in that. Yep. That is absolutely Wonderful. the best grilled asparagus. You put a little butter and some bunch of cheese sauce on that, and maybe you're good. <laughs> See, with me, it's yeah. just a, a little olive oil and some garlic. Yep. And that's, that's it. All you need. That's really all you need. Yeah. Oh man. That, oh. That's good I never stuff. thought of the cheese sauce because hollandaise sauce is kind of cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. They use that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to try that. Yep. I wonder yep. what other people are putting. It. It's about time to get your garden out, isn't it? Mother's well, garden. I would say. Yep. Been well, I say anytime week, after really. May 10th. Okay. Yeah, you're safe after May 10th usually. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to get on that because I have to have tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I have been buying. <coughs> I have more tomatoes in my house. I want to can them. I got. I I will buy those cans whenever they're on sale because I use them in almost everything. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. I cook. Yeah. So I got a bunch of those, but I'm thinking how much better it'll be if I have my own and I can just oh, yeah. have them that way. Fresh is just like oh yeah. my gosh. Well, mm. and they taste different. Oh yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if people believe. Go down to the farmer's market and just buy a tomato and bite into it and see mm-hmm. how much different the flavor is. Oh yeah. It's just a lot different. Yep. Um, I like it. So. Yep. I think I'm gonna grow heirlooms. Um, if you go out on, uh, if you go out east of town, um, to King Road and then mm-hmm. go south across the tracks, yeah. uh, and go down just a little ways, there's a guy to Jag is, is, uh, is his name down there. He sells those heirloom, uh, tomato things. I think I might want to do that. And, and then I definitely want to get the cherry tomatoes cause my family eats them like candy. Well, I like, I like those <laughs> and I like the grapes. Yeah. yeah, they'll just, if I've got them sitting around, I'll just go mm-hmm. buy a handful. It's just oh, yeah. like eating candy for yep. them. So, And I I, uh, I don't mind them eating that. Somebody uh, somebody told me there was a uh, sugar sweet tomato, I think. I, I think was the name of it. They said, try that sometime. And they said, you will, it, it, it's so sweet, it's just amazing. Really? I can't hardly believe it, that, you know. So it must be, uh, I don't know if it's a super-duper hybrid or what it is, but it, they said it's just like, wow. To find those, see about that. I know that uh, a lot of my family likes them grilled because it brings that sweetness out of it mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I might have to look those up. See if yeah. I can find yeah, them. I don't know if anybody can buy those at a farmer's market or something around here or not. I don't know. I might be able to. Might have to order the seeds and plant them. Just plant them. You know, I don't know. I'm not real good at that. <laughs> <coughs> what, ordering seeds? or No, plant, plant well, I can order them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting them, getting them to grow. That's my problem. It's just you know, like, oh, my gosh. I kill about half everything I try to grow. That's okay. Join the club. Oh my I'm Lord. the person. I'm the person who killed the cactus once. Oh so, my! Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. If you can, you can imagine the joy of that. Uh, I did that because somebody got it for me. Because I complained. I, I like plants, but I can't take care of them. I don't mm. do a very good job. Yep. And uh, got me a cactus. Within two months, it was gone. Oh no. <laughs> You either didn't water or you watered it too much. I, I must have watered it too much because I, I watered it the way I was supposed to. At least I thought I did. Uh-huh. I don't know what I did. And then the, the funny thing is I went to the hospital. It's been a long time ago, like when I was in my 30s. And I remember Mike Height and the park crew sent me a flower while, or a, one of those arrangements I was in. There was a planted plant, oh, a potted sure. plant. It was in a little baseball planter. Uh, uh-huh. So I put it in the window in my kitchen, and I I'd made up my mind I was going to keep this plant. I was going to, and and I mm. had that one for years. I'll be darned. Never did kill it, which is amazing because I've mm. killed every other plant I've ever touched. That wow. one I didn't, and finally it 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 left this world in a crash of uh, oh no uh, child induced uh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my! It was all over the floor, but you know, it had a good run. <laughs> it had a good run. Oh, my so. neighbor Jim just sent me a text. Uh, okay. Jags is open every day from seven to three thirty. Okay, and that's out on uh, King Road. Just said? off of King Road, yeah, mm, yeah, have to, yeah. So have yeah. to check Thanks, that Jim. out. <laughs> yeah, especially when we get the uh, the planter going, we're going to need something to put in it right away. Uh huh. I'm yeah. still. Yeah, I'll let them talk me through it. My my kids are starting to take care of me, which I'm not sure if I like that or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wondering yeah. if it's because they think I'm so feeble I can't do it. My kids us. already know. <laughs> I'm just, they're always like, yeah, let me do that for you. What, what? I can still do things for myself. I'm yeah. not, I'm not. Yeah, you know, we'll just we'll just yeah. t- we'll take care of it for my, you. My my kids know that if I try to do it, it's gonna get screwed up. So it's gonna- that's okay. <laughs> that's my wife. She gave up twenty five years ago because she knows if she asked me, you know, it's like, well, can you fix that? And then we both laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we, we both have a good laugh at that yep. one. The axe coming along, honey. Yeah. That's a really oh. good one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like I see on. Uh, on some of these advertisements, like on Amazon or some places, these little coffee cups that got these sayings, give it to Grandpa, he can fix anything. You know, and yeah. I need the one that's just the opposite yeah. of that. Give it to Grandpa, he yeah. can't fix anything. Yeah. Give it to and Grandpa, it'll be really messed up, Oh, man. my. <laughs> oh, my. Whoa. You, do, you don't do a bad job with your hands, man. You fix cars and stuff like that. Used to, you? back in the old days, you know. But, you know, I haven't been under a car or messed with anything. I mean, you know, other than fixing a battery, changing a battery out, you know, that's, and some of those are getting to the point where you don't want to, you know, you, you just don't want to mess with them. It's just kind of like, okay. But, you yeah, Newer cars, I don't think you can, you got to really have a some special knowledge because they're, 
the guys from the auto park used to, the mechanics used to have a show. They come in and answer questions about uh, your car mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And, uh, the one time, one guy said, you know, he says, the newer mechanics we get, the mm-hmm. new guys just out of school, he says, they don't even know what a carburetor is. Oh, no. They've never yeah. seen one. No. no. <laughs> so the older guys are in there, you don't know what they, what is that? It's mm-hmm. like some ancient dinosaur fossil or yeah. something. Like that. It's like, they had no idea what a carburetor is. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't ever see them anymore. yeah and then you had to had to do the little set screws on the side yeah. there you know set them a certain way so you get the right amount of fuel in there right yeah yeah i had a carburetor that i used to i just kept as like a toy or something yeah. but back when i was in junior high we had to have so much shop and i always liked it we did small engines one uh one semester well, we uh, brought in a bunch of old lawnmower engines, and we'd tear them apart and see everything was in them. And uh, I kept one of the carburetors uh-huh. because I was fascinated with the way it worked. Mm-hmm. I, always, I would just look at it and play with it. I mean, I thought that was a cool piece of machinery. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it was it was the yeah. one thing that I that I really caught when when we I'd really I couldn't fix them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could barely go. take it off of the thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was. I don't know why, but I always I had one of those for a long time that mm-hmm. I just would play with every now and then. That's something, yeah. It's weird, is what it is, but I I don't know. But anyway, uh, so what you been up to? Oh, I tell you, this last couple of weeks have been a little crazy. We didn't uh, sing, sing, sing. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw we, the uh, board over at the Reese. Yeah, we uh, yeah we had uh, four nights of uh, shows last week, and the week before we had two. And uh, the reason we had four shows this last week was because we had to cancel one from the week before. Right. And uh, actually two weeks before um, because uh, we had uh, a Monday and a Tuesday where five, maybe six of us uh, tested positive. Oh, And so that kind of knocked everybody out. So we said, well, we better cancel that show that week and practice. So the following week we had to do two of them. And so this last week, we decided, well, rather than carry on another one to, like, maybe this week, we'd just go ahead and do four shows in one week and be done with it. You know? Right. So we did uh, Culver Monday night, uh, Plymouth Tuesday night, Argus Wednesday night, Knox Thursday night. So, yeah. So. That's a lot of oh, shows. Oh, boy. Yeah. So this old tired old puppy, I mean, he was, uh, <laughs> by the time we got done to the end of that, then the then, uh, Thursday I was fine, and Friday morning I get up early, and I'm just I'm just got a horrible head cold, yeah. and I can I still I still feel it and sound like it, but I'm I'm better a whole lot better than I was so so well, yeah good. so it's been a little crazy so uh, yeah now we're on to the now we're on to the next venture yeah <laughs> sound of music you know so oh that's yeah a, that'll be the summer show <laughs> and then uh, not this week but next week is Benton Harbor. For uh, the senior PGA. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, you do that. So yeah, so I'm working up there um, three days up there. So yeah, so they changed. Uh, they changed at least for us on the scoreboards. They show they changed how we do our shifts. Mm-hmm. They run us at uh, about five and a half hours. Okay. And so I'm okay with that. So you know that way. Uh, but there you get to sit down once in a while, and you know, right. so it's not a bad little deal. So. And that's good golf too. I mean, oh, if you're a golf enthusiast, that's be these it's guys, worth to go up. Yeah, these are the guys you've seen on TV for yeah. years. I mean, yeah. it's getting like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was checking. They had a where was it? Uh, 
it was a region's golf thing this weekend was a senior PGA thing and uh, I was checking the leaderboard and I was got clear down to the bottom because I like to see who didn't make the cut right whatever yeah I get clear down to the bottom and there was a couple really big names that did not make the cut and uh and then it had John Daly to get DQ disqualified <laughs> really and I thought oh what are what he did <laughs> big surprise there <laughs> oh my you know in a way I really it, as a as a, a an ex coach, you look at that and say, "My God, didn't he realize how much ability he had and what he could have got out of it?" Oh. But then the other part of me says, "You know, I kind of like a free spirit that just does his own oh, thing yeah. and just doesn't I mean, yeah. care what you think of him." Oh I, yeah, I tell you, he, I he's just, like and he's, that. He, I think he's maybe mellowed a little. Yeah, I'm sure. But you know, he's still kind of same that 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 beast. You know, just kind of like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh," you know. But uh, yeah, so it's funny. Uh, uh, yeah, there was I, I saw the the uh, leaderboard for people that are going to be at Benton Harbor. I got on the uh, website and I was talking to the one gal and I said, "Hey, I'm having a problem getting in there," and because uh, I wanted to buy some tickets and and, uh, and uh, I'm having a problem getting in there. And she said, "Well, just get back into the system and create a new account and then it'll, it'll let you do it." Okay. And so once I got that figured out, I was fine. You know. But, I tell you, computer age just kind of left me behind a long time ago. Sheesh. That's huh. another way my kids are taking care of me, and that makes me angry. Oh. <laughs> well, I tell everybody, you know, if I was a 1960 model, it'd be different, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I'm a 1950 model. I really don't give a rep. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Well, you know, <sighs> in, in a way, you're kind of like my dad. He knows just enough to be able to do the things he wants to do. Yeah. I can check my yeah. emails, uh, uh, order something on Amazon, and that's about all I want to do, you know? But it's kind of like, oh, my word. See, now my mom probably could teach me a few things. Mm-hmm. I mean, but once again, she had a job like mine that she was on a computer all yep. the time, had to learn all this, yep. this software. But um, it's starting to – it frustrates me because I have to ask my kids, and I'm like, I'm not that guy. I'm not that technological oh. idiot that has to go to somebody you know if, it, if it's something complicated i'll go to bob or something mm-hmm. like that because there's things i don't know but i'm yeah. smart enough to pull a menu down and find something that looks like what i want and do mm-hmm. it i mean and that's starting to i'm not able to do that anymore. oh yeah i had to, i had to ask the grandkids how to yeah. to start a group like in my my phone contacts yeah how to how to start a group of like seven or eight people, and uh, my granddaughter says, "Well, I think you got to go." <laughs> yeah, <coughs> I some of those. Uh, I still I've I've got a Snapchat account. I can't remember. I don't think I've ever been on it. I don't think I've ever because I've never been. And the same thing with Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've got an account. I know that I've never posted anything on Instagram, mm-hmm. and it's because I just it, I that look you at it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess I, somebody could have uh, spoofed it, but um, I I just don't understand how it works, mm-hmm. and I just don't have the time. I mean, I, I, I there's only so much social media you can do, yep. <laughs> and then it. it then it becomes cumbersome to your life. I, I mean, I almost think, and I I think they've proven that 
it becomes an addiction. It's almost like alcoholism. Oh, yeah. yeah it starts crazy. to interfere with your ability to work and yep. everything else. I, yeah. There's no doubt about it, I think. Yep. Some people. Well, it's like a lot of these young ones. I mean, they can't get they can't get more than 10 feet away from their oh, cell no. phones. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. What, yeah, we go out to eat sometimes anymore. I, I, my wife says, you're taking the phone? I go, no. <laughs> I'm not taking a stupid phone. I you know? <laughs> I wish I could get further away from mine. Um, I have done a done myself a favor though. When it's not working hours, I don't check my email. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I'm not on the clock, I just don't check it anymore. Because yeah. I used to be up at eleven o'clock, wake up in the night. Eh, I better check and see if anybody sent me anything. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what am I going to do about it at eleven o'clock anyway? I'm not going to mm-hmm. mess with it until tomorrow. So I'm not. So if I'm not on the clock, I don't check my email anymore. There you go. I just, I don't. So that's that's my, whew, I'm wow. Rusty, and I'm an email addict. Put your phone. Put Hi, your Rusty. Yeah. I have a 12-step program for uh, email addicts. But, yeah, there you go. Um, I would, I, there are times when I just leave it in the other room and yep. don't even I hear you. care. Yeah, um, I'll be on the recliner, and my, my, I'll leave the phone on the kitchen table, and it, it'll go off, and my wife said, you want you want, you want your phone and I go no. <laughs> well, and the thing is, I've got mine programmed with different sounds for everything, oh, okay. so I know what it is by the sound. Mm. And for example, I have one text sound for everybody, mm-hmm. and another one for my wife. Oh, okay. so I know who it is. That pretty mm. much, who, I know that. If it's Maggie, I'd probably better pick up the phone probably and see what better, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, each email account has a different sound, so I know the priority of, yeah, I better go check that because something's mm-hmm. going on right now. But, yeah, I'd, I'll hear that, that tone, and I'll know whether i got to get to it right away or not. And I just, yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Unless it's a Maggie sound, I'm not really <laughs> worried yeah. about picking it up. I hear you. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I go to dinner and I put it in my pocket. I'll check it once in a while if something. Mm-hmm. If I'm waiting for somebody to contact, I, I yeah. don't mess with it. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather sit and enjoy. Yeah, there you go. I, I go to a ball game. I don't look at it. Yep. Oh, speaking of ball games, high school football starts either first. Is it first week of August or second week of August? Practice, I think, starts the. First week, I am not sure about games. I think the first game would be maybe week three. Oh, okay, okay. In August, two or three. Mm, okay. Um, it varies. Sometimes it's earlier. Sometimes it's later, and I can't remember. They, the whole thing got screwed up in my head because for however many years, what thirty, thirty-five years, there were two days. Mm-hmm. And the whole so you had once two a days started you knew it yeah. was this long ago they practice pretty much all year now yeah and they don't they're not allowed to have two a days as in physical practice they can mm-hmm. have them but one of them has to be like a, a session in the classroom or something like that mm-hmm. uh, okay. I think they can lift weights and practice the same day or something like that but it, they don't allow them to do what they used to do or have that morning and night. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're in full pads and hitting each other and all that stuff. Yeah. They're tr- really trying to minimize contact because they're figuring out it's probably not healthy for somebody to take that much 
beating. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wondered. My buddy from uh, El Salvador is going to be here second week of August. And he I'm might gonna, be able to see a game. I might. I thought, yeah, I'm going to have to you check and see. If there's a game that week, I'm going to have to uh, take him to it. Give me 10 seconds. I can tell you if it is. That's oh. why we have the internet. Oh. I'm pretty sure the football schedule will already be up. That might be. Yeah. Let me go here. Where did it go? Okay, let's do this. I'm sorry, I'm just doing my uh, due diligence here. Okay, fall sports, football. Okay, someday the internet will work as fast as I want or need it to. <laughs> yeah, that's what drives my wife nuts. Uh, she says, well, why doesn't it do that? I said, well, dear, it's just not always instantaneous. No. Um, okay, the good news is the first two games are home. The first regular season game is Friday, August 20th ah. against East Noble. Ah, nuts. Mm. Now, the week before, mm -hmm. they have a scrimmage, but it's over at LaPorte. Well, maybe I can just take you to one of those. Yeah. Yeah. August give them an idea. August 13th, they have their, and it's a controlled scrimmage. It's not exactly like a game, but it's pretty much. And the difference mm -hmm. really is they... They have a certain number of plays they run mm -hmm. in each possession. Each team gets it, and the coaches are usually on the field calling mm -hmm. the plays and stuff like that. But it's still oh, yeah, relatively okay. similar yeah. to a He'd regular get game. Out of that probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he would. I mean, yeah. especially if he's never seen a regular. Well, uh, last time he was here uh, was probably four years ago, maybe something like that. You know, three at least. Uh, I took him to South Bend, him and his wife, and uh, mm -hmm. we went. We took him up there, uh, and they got to see the South Bend Cubs. And Ooh. He, he had never seen a baseball game. Really? And that was such a hoot. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it just, you know, they, they just had a ball. That's a good one to start with, too. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, I thought about running them to Chicago, but I thought, you know what? It's two and a half hours up yeah. there, two and a half back, plus yeah. the game. It's just yeah. kind of like... Good grief, you know. Well, and you're mortgaging the house just to pay for parking oh, and that kind of stuff. I mean, grief, that's yeah. that's the thing about South Bend Cubs is the baseball is just as good. Yep. The stadium is smaller, so you, you're closer to the action, so yep. it's more exciting. It's You you can afford it. Yeah. You can afford to take your family. Yep. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. I, they've really made that a – that's a wonderful place. Yep. To take your family yeah, underneath. That's just a great place. And the kid it's very kid friendly. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. They just bent over backwards. No, it is kids. definitely extremely family. It's like friendly. a playground out there, you yeah. know. You can just like wow. Right. Wow. Who's our guest? Uh Terry Clemens. Yes. Yep. Uh, that's fine, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, yeah, that was that was just pretty neat experience just to kind of take him there and and I'll tell you you know, you, you see crazy things at baseball games one time. Right. I, I remember uh, watching a uh, some lady was sitting in one of the lower seats one time at a White Sox game. And, uh, you know, she wasn't paying attention to the game. And somebody <laughs> hit a hit a foul tip, and it went oh, flying man. in the stands and hit her right in the head. Yeah, you know, And that I thought, oh, okay, so, you know, we're at the South Bend game, and somebody hits a, a high foul ball. And it's going up, and we're all watching it. We're all watching it. We're all watching it. And it just comes down, comes down, comes down, comes down. And it hits her right here in the shoulder. And she doesn't try to catch it or try to move or anything. And it's like five seconds of stunned, and then it's kind of like, <laughs> and the usher comes down, and, and I'm thinking, oh, they're checking her. You okay? I don't know. It's oh, <laughs> Jesus. I thought, good grief, come on, you know. 
trying to catch the ball or move, please. She didn't do anything. <laughs> she, did, she just stood there. Yeah, she didn't like, do anything to, to. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah I could. You got to be kidding me. Oh but you see all kinds God. of crazy things at baseball. <laughs> yep. Sorry, sir. Uh, why don't we take a break? Terry Clemens is here. We're going to yep. uh, talk to him here in a second. We've talked got, to him uh, about my discount. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let me roll our dice. We're going to give away lottery tickets. Uncle Doug on the drums. And we have caller number five at 936-4096. 936-4096. If you or anyone in your family have won lottery tickets in the last six months, Please give somebody else a chance. Everybody loves these things. So uh, some scratch-offs on the Hoosier Lottery for caller number five. know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste, large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. Since 1930, Marshall County RMC has provided dependable electricity and quality service to its members. Marshall County RMC strives to provide dependable electricity at a competitive cost to every member in their rural coverage area. Today, RMC serves roughly 6,000 members. Marshall County RMC, a touchstone energy cooperative. FM 106.1 and AM 1050 WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. And what's your opinion? Phone lines are open at 574-936-4096. So call now and join the fun. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. And we got a winner. Ann. 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 
Yep. D. And D. I kind of uh, messed that up when Jim came in. I mess yeah. everything up. Andy. Andy. <laughs> yeah. My brother's listening. Yeah. What what's going on there? Was yeah. Ann. There was an old joke about about that's what God's name was. Andy walks with me and he talks with me. <laughs> you know, I I that's yeah. I but now that you mentioned that, that's actually pretty it's pretty witty, actually. Yeah. That kinda of works. Kind of works. Oh my! Terry Clemens with us this morning, man. How you doing? Good, thank you. You haven't you mentioned it to, just off the air? You haven't been in a while, so it's good, I, to, it's good to see you. Probably been since uh, about fifteen or sixteen. Probably, yeah. No, you mentioned yeah, it. When, probably uh, when was. we took over the yeah. funeral home over here. Yeah. So how's it been going for you? Actually, going really well. Really well. We've uh, Made some changes, right? As I indicated back way yeah. back, it's yeah. been a while ago. Yeah, I can't imagine how time has gone. Oh, that is, yeah. No, you mentioned that. that flies when you're having it fun. Does, yeah. It seems like I've been over here forever. <laughs> yeah. And trust me, I know the road real well. <laughs> <laughs> and this construction out here on Lincoln Highway, boy, that's sure st- messed up my oh, my yeah. travels. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You go out on thirty, and it's there too, and so. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been going well. Good. There's Good. been some bumps in the road, but we've worked through those things sure. as always businesses have. Right. Well, I, one of those bumps has had to have been COVID. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's one of the reasons that we wanted to get you in talk about the changes that that has caused in in your business. It has changed things immensely. <clears throat> Years ago everything was the long drawn out you know the two days of visitation then times kind of shortened that up as went on and then things got shortened up a little bit more and then covid hit right and that just was very difficult okay Um, from the standpoint of a funeral director right we were trained to serve the families in the whole capacity of the visitations give them that grief therapy And when COVID hit and the decree came out that we were limited to what we could do for a family, um, that was difficult. Right. That was very difficult to sit across from a family and say, hey, you know, I'm sorry about your loved one passing, uh, but these are are your options. Yeah. So it made it very difficult. Yeah. I imagine. Probably hardest on you guys and the fact that you're used to helping people and actually yes there have have been a lot of conversations between funeral directors and a person wouldn't think of uh ptsd right yeah yep yep uh but i know for myself uh it has been a challenge right unfortunately i lost both of my parents Uh, during that time oh boy my father right at the start of it Mm, now he wasn't covid but he had an aneurysm that ruptured sure um so we were not able to do anything. Um, wow. It was right at the point of when they mm. said, these are your options. Oh, boy. Mm. So then all through that and um, being as careful as I could be with handling all the COVID cases, um, then my mother passed in, in October of, wow. of COVID. Wow. And again, yeah. we couldn't do anything other than simple, simple, simple. And honestly, from my standpoint of being uh, a grieving person myself on that, uh, it, it was it's very difficult. I haven't had that yet. Yeah. And, and I can relate with families how 
much of an impact that is to him. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, the hardest part, and you go back to, to uh, your own situation, you, uh, your mother dying of COVID, you couldn't even be there with her, could you? I mean, did I they was, allow you to be? Or? I was blessed that they permitted me to be there. Yeah. Um, I actually got in to see her with my minister. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was in there, uh, her doctor came in and was very gracious and, and introduced himself and said, uh, I said, well, I'll, I'll be leaving. And he said, no. He said, you just stay here. With me. Right. And so I did. Yeah. Uh, I was blessed with mm-hmm. that. I was blessed with being with my father. Oh, cool. Yeah. When he was at the hospice house in South Bend. They were wonderful, wonderful people. <clears throat> and so uh, uh, through that, I was blessed to be able to do that. Sure. But then the difficulty was the following part yeah. of it. And, and my own siblings. Mm-hmm. You know, it was difficult to look at them and say, hey, guys, this is all we can offer. Right. Wow. So what was the re- I mean, obviously, there was a restriction on number of people and all that kind of stuff. I mean, what what how stringent was it? Well, it, on the early on, it was pretty much um, strongly suggested yeah. to do uh, cremation mm-hmm. or a simple graveside service with the family. Yeah. And when people think of funeral services, they think of that time when people can come and greet right um and we had to restrict that yeah and numbers were restricted for a while with the number of people right that could even be there um early on there was restrictions on the number of people for graveside services wow uh even though we were outside you know we were trying to keep the of course you can social distance outside sure but uh there's still that contact. Right. And, yeah. and when you have a family who's affected by COVID, it's not uncommon for some of the other family to have COVID. Right. And as a funeral director, we wanted to be careful how much exposure oh, yeah. we even wanted a family to have amongst themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and you're dealing with somebody who in that situation... You have a global pandemic who's now killed a million people, but they they don't care about that. They they care about what's happening to them right then. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of questions they had. You know, and from my standpoint, boy, I'm a I'm a I love people. Right. I love to work for people, but that's difficult. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we minister to people in our own way Mm -hmm. and when i look at them and see the grief in their eyes and their heart being broke how do you do that right well it's compounded even more by the situation where they can't normally grieve the way they would that's right yeah that's right and unfortunately with all that brings in the mental illness issue right which has increased right simply because of covid sure whether it be medical professionals yeah. uh funeral directors anybody in the service of death mm-hmm. yeah yeah my uh my helper uptown harry uh he died uh cancer uh it's been probably close to two years now i think but um they did uh a limited you know service and then and they just did it at the cemetery and this is the first time i'd ever seen an open casket at the cemetery 
Really? And so yeah. they, they, you know, they had the, the lid opened up, and you know, so you could go up and say, you know, say your goodbyes, and and uh, and there was probably, and there might have been twenty five of us there, or thirty something like that. I don't know at the maximum, but you know, they said, well, this is the way we can limit it, and I don't know if that was kosher with the state or federal or what. Yeah, but, you know, who knows? But. I had that a couple of times. Yeah. Um, one of mine was an uncle uh, from the Culver area. And we did that. Mm-hmm. The, the right. had the casket open at the cemetery, and that that was fantastic. Yeah. Greg Odom um, did that, and and uh, that was a at least a partial closure, right? As yeah. opposed to you know, gee, here they were, and now they're gone, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I okay. Now that you this brings up a, a point too. I've heard of other things that that you guys came up with thinking outside the box in order to help the family it's obviously one of them i mean what other kinds of things did you did you do to kind of maybe help alleviate the the stress of of not being able to have a normal funeral uh encouraging encouraging them to do um something as a family even if it was uh, a meal as a family uh, so that they can talk uh, uh, and share memories. And, in fact, I did that with when my mother passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, even when my father passed, we did a uh, celebration of life. A mm-hmm. few close friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, very simple. <clears throat> um, wasn't attended like a normal would be. Right. But a lot of dad's close friends came, which did help. Mm-hmm. Um when my mother passed, we we did not do anything until, oh, it was probably three or four months later. And that was just uh, a family get-together. We had a family meal. Uh, we sat for probably two and a half hours just talking about our childhood mm-hmm. with mom and dad. Right. And, you know, and that was very therapeutic. Sure. And so I encouraged families to try to do that. On the other side of that, a lot of families um, chose that, okay, well, we'll do a celebration of life at a later time, and a lot of them didn't do it. Oh, okay. You know, it kind of got set by the wayside. Right. Time goes by, and it's kind of like, well, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to go with what we've got. Sure. But we did have to think about, you know, how can I help this family and yet not really violate the regulations. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and one of the things was this six-foot social distancing. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that was like, how do you do that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, all of a sudden you've got, um, okay, you can let ten people in, and then when two or three go out, you can let – that's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, that would be very difficult. Yeah, I think I was up to the funeral, both funeral homes. I think at uh, during some of that, and and okay, you got you got to wait just a little bit here. <laughs> and uh, some people like to go into a funeral home and just talk forever, and just kind of like, okay, can't do that. You got to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and actually, I I did have a couple of families that were very mindful of that, and it was pretty much. Uh, Thank you for, you know, your condolences, shared a memory, and and kind of, I don't want to say pushed people, mm-hmm. but encouraged them that, you know, we want to see the other people who are waiting. Um, 
that, that's kind of how yeah. we did things. I know a couple of times I saw that they were they had more than one gathering. It was like they had one at one time and then another one later to kind of break that up a little that bit. That did and, occur. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that did um, occur. Like one just for family and another for a small number of you know, yes. non-family. Yes. Uh, I, w- I was, I will say, I probably didn't follow the regulations exactly we can bleep that out later you'll be (laughs) (laughs) it's important for the family yeah and if at all possible i tried to make it at least for them to have a moment um i i know a lot of the funeral homes did the same thing we were all brought up that you serve the family yeah. That's an important time that they need someone to lean on. Um, they need that experience. Yeah. Um, and it's created a lot of issues for families. Mm-hmm. I will say that, as well as for us. Sure. Um, I was at a funeral uh, over in Bourbon a couple of months ago. And uh, how much of this is still in place, you guys? Because at that point, we were still uh, asked to wear masks. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't have any problem with that or anything at all. But how, are you still at that point, or has that yeah. all gone away? That's pretty well all gone away. I do ask my staff to wear a mask. Um, you still don't know who is and who is not vaccinated. You can't right. ask those questions. Right. And we do have it posted on our doors, both here and at my funeral home at Bourbon, that we suggest it. But there's no regulation that we can enforce on that, and that's sure. everybody's choice. Right. Uh, but for us, we're still careful. There's still COVID out Sure there, there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's not as severe as it was. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have it for who knows how long. I yeah I think it's with us forever now at this point I, I do now they've come out with a fourth vaccine right. and who knows we may have a fifth one down the road or a sixth one mm-hmm. uh, well, maybe, maybe like the Rocky movies maybe <laughs> we'll have COVID twenty five thirty or what just keep on going yeah. Well, my number two son came down with it a couple weeks ago, and it's kind of like, oh, my gosh. He had two days. It was pretty tough. But, you know, after that, he was, came back pretty good. Well, I <clears> – <throat> excuse me. Uh, my wife got COVID the same time that my mother had it. Oh. And then my mother-in-law had it the same time as my wife and my mother and was wow. actually in the hospital two rooms from my mother. Wow. Wow. Um, and during that time, you know, the hospitals were trying to find places for people. Mm-hmm. So when you got to a certain point, they were kind of, okay, you go home. Right. And so we fixed up um, at Bourbon our, our large family room as a uh, hospital room, if you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> my wife was there. My mother-in-law was there. We had a caretaker there. And I was driving back and forth oh my. and picking up clothes. And I was living over here at the funeral home trying to not get it myself. Wow. As well as, you know, there was always that, how did they get it? Yeah, exactly. You oh, know, yeah. And everybody was like, well, someone carried it to me. You know, it could have been as simple as a door handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, thousands of people go in out of a store. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I... 
and everybody reacted to it different. Oh yeah. I mean the the one the one that scared me was the idea that I could have that and be spreading it and not even know not that even I know. had it. That's, That's exactly the right. thing that yeah. scared me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you have no idea how somebody's going to react to it. They may have the same reaction I do, which is none, or they might end up mm. in the hospital. And that, I don't know. I I didn't see anything wrong with the precautions, but um, I, I don't know. It probably caused a lot of trouble with your actual function of your job. I mean, you oh, probably yeah. couldn't handle a body oh, the no. same way. <laughs> no. er, early on, early early on in the in the pandemic, um, health facilities were required, if you will, to have the body encased in a, a, a well, we call them a body bag mm-hmm. because of handling oh, I it. I remember that. Yeah. 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 You know, when we handle the deceased, there still is that chance of oh, yeah. vapor sure. in moving. Yeah. And so they were asking, and that helped us. Mm-hmm. And we made that a practice. That wasn't a normal practice. Right. And to do that in a resident's home with the family there is not what I prefer to do. Yeah, Yeah. that's got to be tough. You know, that's got to be tough. Your your thought is, what are they thinking? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you explain it, they understand it. Sure. But there's still that mindset of of of, of, yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. You're manhandling my load right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But those kinds of precautions we had to take. You know, when yeah. we, we were, were going in some places with a, a full cover garment, uh, looked like a, a alien walking yeah. in because we had the mask. and yeah. That was a challenge. Well, and that had to be, I can just think about what it if that's your loved one and you're watching this take place, that's got to be even a double whammy. Exactly. Because it looks like something really weird or nefarious mm-hmm. happened, and it, it really wasn't anything like that. No. Um, that had to be tough. You know, we had to be careful. Yeah. You know, John Grillick and I talked mm-hmm. about this. Uh, we were sitting one day with talking about the COVID, in fact, and, and we both looked at each other and, and I said to John, I said, are, are you going to be tested? And he says, well, I, I can't be tested or I don't want to be tested because then who's going to do my job? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I said, well, John, <laughs> if I get tested and test positive, who's going to do my job? Yeah. And so we sat there for a minute and I looked at him and I said, John, you can't do my job. But I can do yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. And we laughed about that. Uh-huh. Bless his heart. It was, you know, we worked tight with them. Right. Early on, we were mm-hmm. notifying John about the death. And then he was documenting so that there were more accurate counts. Sure. And not um, inaccurate, I guess to say. Right. And, and... We had to have some plans in place. Mm-hmm. And early on, um, you know, my thought was, okay, what do I do if I get this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's the guy, uh, the other funeral director going to do? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had set up with a firm in Warsaw that I do some work with. And we kind of got our heads together and said, okay, if this happens, I'm turning over to you. Right. 
and mm-hmm. if this happens to me i'm turning over to him right mm-hmm. you know and and families would understand that i think mm-hmm. but because i don't think they would want us right to be a carrier and passing it on yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. knowingly right. right right so give me an idea i'm sure you well maybe you do have an exact number i mean in this county alone we had a lot of folks that we lost to this yes you have any idea how many there were and how it oh i don't remember the exact count um it was in the hundreds wasn't oh yeah it? oh yeah and i would guess i i don't know the exact number but i would guess just between my two uh, firms i probably had 60 plus cases that i mm-hmm. handled you know and part of that was knowing yeah um and, and we always ask facilities were required to tell us if they were covid sure and to this day i still ask mm-hmm. were they were they tested are they tested positive currently right. were they tested positive yeah you know mm-hmm. we needed to know that right it, it's like way back in the day when uh your hepatitis is the AIDS, mm-hmm. the tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. You know, we had to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, about that, we needed to know that. Well, when it's that highly communicable and deadly, that's yeah. just common sense. Yeah, I mean, I want to be here to serve families. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be my own yeah. customer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel pretty good. I was almost one of those numbers. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, yeah. oh my. I, there was a. A lot of folks that were really mm. affected by this. Yeah, um, I got a friend in Florida right now. He's waiting on a double lung transplant, oh, COVID pneumonia, and he, uh, boy, he just it hit him like a semi and just backed over him a couple times. Yeah. I think. Well, that like, and that is something we're still encountering. Yeah, yeah. People who are passing from the long-term effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, in speaking with the doctor about my mother. Um, you know, he, there were options, I guess, to say, uh, but very negative response. And I remember him telling me that her lungs were extremely compromised. And he showed me the x-ray. It was unreal. Yeah. Mm. It looked like a, a honeycomb, her lungs did. Yeah, I think it that's just crystallizes yeah. all that interior of the lungs. And so we're seeing that now. Mm-hmm. People who are having effects, whether it be uh, with uh, heart, lungs, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a long-term thing. Yeah. People, there's still people out here that don't have their taste and smell. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, yep. That would be. I know a lady that's too. it's been over a year and she's still working on getting it back. Wow. <laughs> it's it, kind of like, oh my. In fact, my wife still has things that that mm-hmm. she normally could taste and smell that. She's, she still has limited. Wow. That is wild. Now, you, obviously, it affected your day-to-day operation while the pandemic was going on. What, what has been the lingering effect of that? Does it still affect your, the way you do your job? Oh, yeah. It changed funeral service, uh, in my opinion, a lot. Yeah. I think that a lot of people in going through the restrictions recognized that it wasn't the worst thing in the world to be limited because when they did do the celebration of life that's what it was it wasn't so much the 
emotional grieving that you do with families. Right. Uh, but the downside of that is you still have that mental loss. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think going in the future, I think it is changing how we do things. There are a lot more uh, limited services that people are doing. Uh, a lot more cremation, and that unfortunately is going to be the the future wave. I was going to ask that. It yeah. sure seems like that's uh, it's headed that direction. It is headed that direction. There's a lot of places that are have high percentages of cremation. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the other thing that that I'll speak of just a bit is during the pandemic, there was a lot of businesses that suffered tremendously mm-hmm. uh, because they couldn't function. Right. Restaurants were closed. Businesses were closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, manufacturing was closed. And, and there we're still feeling some effects of sure. that. Sure. You know. Um, for us, it affected the business side. I'm sure. Yeah. Because we couldn't provide those full services mm-hmm. where a lot of our business incomes if you will to cover the expenses were lost yeah you know and, and people didn't think about that because oh my gosh everybody's busy 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 right. you know the funeral homes and th- that's true but the downside of that is a lot of that expense was not there yeah yeah it wasn't covered it wasn't covered yeah you know and it it just affected everything. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and for a lot of people, you know, you don't prepare for death necessarily. No. And it really was a financial hit to families. Oh yeah. Yeah, because this once again, even though you may not prepare, you still have an idea of when you should start. Exactly. Most times. Exactly. In this case, it just boom. It's just mm-hmm. on you. Well, it hit young people. Yeah. You know, the middle-aged people, uh, those who were working and providing for a family, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that side of the income is gone. Yeah. And then they face the burden of how, mm-hmm. how do I take care of expenses? Yeah. yeah. It hit everybody and everything. So you think things will, will change going forward? I, I do. I think it's it'll change. It has changed things. You know, now we really do have to think outside of the box that, okay, they want to do limited things, and that's okay. How can I help them have that fulfillment of the, the old right. traditional way? Yeah, yeah. Let the, what I'm, I'm curious about the cremation. Is that just because of the chance of, of infection, or why would that call, why would that be going? A on? lot of it's for financial reasons. Oh, okay. All right. Simplicity. Um, the older people. A lot of them are still traditional. Right. You know, when they talk about cremation, it's like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Sure. The younger people, uh, I guess call it the baby boomers, <laughs> they're more along that line. Sure. And then when you take the younger generation like my children, oh, that's all they talk about. Yeah. You know, is, is cremation. Yeah. I'm at that age where I'm starting to try to make a decision on that myself. Uh, is there any reason to do one or the other other no, than it's, it's just your all, own? 
it's all preference to what what your feelings are. Yeah. You know, and, and the important part is that the family knows what yeah. you want. Yeah. Otherwise, they are out there kind of, what do we do? Yeah, what are we going to do and, now? And that's, that's yeah. kind of the important thing about pre-planning. Yeah. You know, we do that a lot. We do yeah. that a lot now. I uh, I know my mother took care of that years ago um, because, uh, and she's seen it and I've seen it. I've seen families completely torn apart just arguing over what kind of funeral they're going to have. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I thought, well, that that can't happen a lot. The more I'm around, the more I think, I bet it happens an awful lot. I'm it sure you see it. It happens a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot. Uh, families, like I said, I've even had families uh, really get aggressive. Yeah. While trying to, to make the funeral arrangements. You know, and here we are sitting trying to sort this all out. Right. How can I solve this? And there's sometimes you just can't. Right. Yeah, Everybody I, has their own opinions, and if there's arrangements already done, it's a whole lot easier. I know for myself, I, I can speak for myself, I don't know about other funeral directors, it's a whole lot easier for me to sit there and lay it out. This is what your loved one wanted done. Right. And then it, it's more of a mindset of them like, well, that's what they wanted. Yeah. And that kind of takes the wave out of the ocean with sure. the family yeah yeah so you're definitely you would definitely say pre-plan that's Almost the reason definitely. my my mom did she didn't oh, want absolutely. any of us fighting about anything uh, the other thing the advantage to prepaying is you secure a lot of that cost oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah and and funerals are going up yeah we just can't help that like everything else you know <laughs> and unfortunately people get sticker shocks <laughs> You know, it's it's yeah. a fact. Sure. It's a fact of sure. that. And it, it's difficult to sit there with someone who's lost a loved one and say, hey, you know, this is this is how much it is. Yeah. And they're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and as you said, that's going up every day, especially oh, absolutely. now, sure. And, you know, it wasn't uncommon for there to be price increases maybe once a year mm -hmm. on the, all the merchandise. And now... I've seen it two and three times a year. Oh my! Mm. You know, for them to try to to cover their expenses because everything that you use to make caskets and and cement for the vaults, well, yeah. you know what that's done, right? Yeah. Poor driveway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. You know, a vault. That's a lot of cement. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. Um. So pre-plan is definitely a good idea. I'm. You know, but I, yeah, then you're going to run into people like me where it's like, I'm not going to be there. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I want my, but you know what I'm saying? I want, Absolutely. I want my family to have what they want. It's not, at this point, it's definitely not about me anymore. No, so. and, and, and that's the fact about death. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, the person who passed is gone. We can't change that. Right. Mm -hmm. We can change in helping the family. Sure. You know, that's what funeral service is all about. It's for the living. So could I come in to you and say, look, can we, I don't care. Can we figure it out? I mean, because that, that's the thing with me. I would just as soon, as far as I'm concerned, I am gone. 
and everybody should just move on and I should just be gone. I mean, that's that's my thinking is that you're not going to help yourself by spending time continuing to think about me. I'm not here anymore. You need to think about you. And uh, that's got to be difficult on somebody trying to come up with a plan on that, I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times they're, you know, yes, it's their wishes. Sure. But then they do think about the family of, of well, what what can I do to help them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the problem is for me, I may be okay with just being gone, just do whatever has to be done and be done with it. But, you know, that's not what everybody else is going to want. Right, yeah. and, and that's a conversation when people do come in. They yeah. say, oh, I'm not going to, yeah, exactly like you say. <laughs> and, and my response is usually, well, how do you think your family will feel about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's, what's important to them? Yeah. Yeah, because to me, that's the bottom line mm-hmm. in any of this is that you got to, it's for the living. Exactly. Not for, for who's passed on. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, it's not like trying to upsell anything. It's just you want to make sure that yeah, you fulfill their wish, yeah. but that you also have them be mindful of children, spouse. Yeah. You know, what's this going to do for them? Right. Yeah. And other family, too, because you have people that sure. want to. I know people that uh, they said they just didn't want to have a service at all. And. I said, no, wait a minute. If you don't, if you don't have any kind of a service at all, what you're telling your friends is just screw you. I'm out of here. You know, yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like okay, yeah. You know, you're not going to give me a chance to come say goodbye. And I think that's part of what a funeral is. That it's, is, it's part of the family and the friends being able to come and say one last time, said, hey, Harry, hey, George, hey, you know, Susie, whatever your name is, you know, it's uh, hey, you know. Um, Sorry, you're gone. We're gonna miss you. Right. Um, and go. You know. Yeah. And and it and it helps. I think it helps everybody in the grieving process. Well, it does. Really. Yeah. And part of that actually is physically seeing that deceased person. Mm-hmm. That that's a mindset. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people who see someone at their worst time in their illness, and that's kind of the memory picture they have. Yeah. Where if they can come and view that person, mm-hmm. it helps to make a better memory picture. Mm-hmm. And I, from my standpoint, that's important. Yeah, yeah, that's very important. Yeah, I yeah that that is definitely got to be for for your family. But mm-hmm. but you know what 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 you're telling me is is that I need to sit down with my family and talk about this exactly. I mean, my wishes obviously don't mean anything to me, and they won't when I'm gone. But it, I got to understand what they want. For exactly, and it's a conversation that has to be yeah. made. Mm-hmm. And in fact, myself, uh, my wife and I spoke with each other about it. Right, our wishes. Yeah, you know, and and I hate to say this, but even after one or the other of us is gone, we've talked about what that life should look like for this the leaving spouse. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't hurt anything either. No. Um, and once again, with me, it'd be like, you know, hey, I'm gone. Whatever you do is up to you. It's your business. Now, obviously, I'm not going to care anymore. So, right. you know, but. Uh, and and the, the other side of things that is affected with cremation or limited services is, you know, back in the day, the family nucleus 
stayed close. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. kids didn't go off to Timbuktu to work. Mm-hmm. And now families are all over the world. Yes. Yeah. You know, and we have to sometimes plan things around uh, yep. getting someone here. Yeah. They have to have time. Yeah. Well, that that does make sense, too. I think we have a phone call, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, hang on here. We'll bring this up. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Yes. I just want to do, uh, say people need the plan. When I turned 65, I planned. I got my kids together. And it's funny because I have three girls and a boy. Who was going to do the... DNR and pulled plug. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, my friend's daughter-in-law, she goes, "Let me do it. I went on to do my do her." You know. But, <laughs> but you know, that is something people need to think about. Don't let them lay if they're not wanting to be laying there forever, hooked up to something. Yeah, that does. Yeah, I, I understand what you you're know, saying. That is yeah. a di- that is a difficult thing. I was actually uh, appointed by my parents to fulfill their DNR. Yes, I uh, I done that, and uh, of course my son he kind of rolled his eyes and go, "Why do I have to do it?" Well, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to do it a long time ago. But this oh. is my wishes, and people need to let families know yes. what your wishes are and what you want. And, and good for you if, if you have done that. Yes, I've done that, and I got it on paper. Uh, it's been notarized, <laughs> and if they don't do it, they're all going to be sorry when I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, funny. thank you. I have... I appreciate your uh, talk today, and I hope people realize this is something. I had family members that are still fighting since 1950 over some property. Oh, my. You know, know, people need to, everybody in my family knows, and um, people need to make sure they let their family members know. Don't wait till you're laying there and you can't pick your head up and say this is what I want and they'll go oh no we can't let you go well you let me go yeah so but yeah. I appreciate your talk today and uh well, have thank a good you. day guys thank, thank thanks you. for the call bye. bye bye yeah I didn't even think of that I'm glad she brought that up is the fact that that's something that you really need to to make clear mm-hmm. to your your family oh yeah yeah it, it is important um, and we do a lot of that. And and that's not for them. That's for you. Yeah. I mean, that is one thing that you should probably have the right to say. Absolutely. W- whether you want that or not. Absolutely. Um, and I, I'm i not here to debate what the right answer is or the wrong answer. That's up to you. That's up to no, whoever is uh, making that decision that's for right. themselves. And, and where do you decide where there's a quality of life? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I, I know I, I was, you know, when you're faced with that. And you have to look at it, you know, well, and then, you know, unfortunately, when we go into facilities and you see how some folks are in there. Yeah. And you realize that quality of life is not there. Right. 
you know, where do you where do you decide? Yeah. That. I think that has to be up to the individual to decide. It does. And the problem with all of that is, is that a doctor is taught exactly the opposite. Absolutely everything he can do to keep Absolutely. that person alive is his job. Yeah. yeah. So you can't put that on a doctor's shoulders because he can't mm-hmm. uh, ethically make that decision. That's right. something you got to decide. You for have him. to decide it. And, and I was faced with that with my father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he was laying in the hospital out here, and we realized that he had this major aneurysm that was beginning to leak. Well, unfortunately, typically with an aneurysm, it's like, okay, that's it yeah. when that goes. And so uh, they were talking about taking my father to South Bend to one of the hospitals and actually doing surgery. And, you know, I, I have enough medical knowledge that I'm thinking, oh, this, this could go south. Oh, yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. And so I had the opportunity to speak with the surgeon on the phone before we actually transported him. And we talked a little bit about my dad's medical history and, and so forth. And, and he says, well, we can do surgery. And uh, my dad was 84 years old. And I, I said to the doctor, I says, well, uh, what are the possibilities that this is going to be successful? Mm-hmm. And he was very honest. He said, well, uh, there's about a 20% chance that he'll pull through. Right. But he said there's the 80% chance that he yeah. won't make it off the operating table yeah. or he'll end up a vegetable. Right. Mm-hmm. And how do you decide that? Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. when we chose. And I asked the doctor, actually, I says, if, if you were in my shoes and this were your father, I said, you have had experience mm-hmm. doing this. This right. is your career. And between he and I, we decided that, uh, and he made, made it very clear. He says, I don't know yeah. that this is a, a wise choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know. Two days later, my dad's aneurysm ruptured, and, and he was gone. Sure. But he was with us and not a vegetable. Right. See, personally, I can't imagine that. Not having... I'm such a sensual person, you know, with vision and hearing and everything sure. in my life that I find pleasure in has to do with, like, music or food or whatever, oh, we or all movies. Love food. We all love food. Yeah, and, yeah, everybody, especially in this room, we all love food. But, <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying? I don't know what my – I don't know that I would want to live without anything like that ever again. I, I don't yeah, – I, I, And this is something my wife and I have talked about. We both have a DNR. Yeah. I, I have told Julie, I said, I don't want to be lying somewhere. Sure. And if if I can go and and be where I want to be, then just let me go. Yeah, and that would seem to me to you know you're thinking of the family there too because that becomes a burden on them. Well, sure it does. Um, and, and, and that's unfortunately in our society that has been a factor. Yeah, families having to take care of. A person who is not in a, a capable state, right? To say. Exactly. And then you know, the hospices are wonderful people. Right. People try to keep them at home, 
and I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I admire them. Right. But that's a definite, mm-hmm. definite change in someone's life. Oh yeah. To have to care for someone completely at home. Yeah, changes it all the way. And we do have a lot more deaths in a home uh, than we used to. Mm-hmm. Just from that standpoint. Yeah, that's true. I would that makes sense to me. And some some of the patients indicate I want to go home. Yeah, I don't want to be here. I want yeah. I want to go yeah. home. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a lot of people. And, and so that the family can be around them. Right. Right. Well, man, I'll tell you, thanks for coming in. Um, if people want to get a hold of you and they yes. want to uh, discuss this a little bit yes. more, um, how do they get a hold of you? Call either one of the funeral homes. Um, Plymouth, of course, is uh, 936-2534. Bourbon is 342-5395. Uh, glad to set up an appointment. Even I even have some that just want to come in and talk sure. and ask questions. Well, that Not seems like a good chance. idea, too. We do that a lot. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's surprising how many pre-plannings we do in a year with comparison to doing actual funerals. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, yeah. I, I love to get information to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love for people to ask questions. Sure. And sometimes when they are got that thought about pre-planning, they're not sure what kind of questions that they need to think of. And I say, hey, come in. We'll, we'll sure. be glad to sit down and... Yeah. Have a cup of coffee and just talk about the logistics of what you want. Talk sure. about your family. Yeah. Man, it sounds like a good idea. Terry, thanks for coming in. You're welcome. I, I, I appreciate that. We have one more thing I wanted sure. to mention. Sure, please. Um, a couple of things that we did change since okay. we took over. I do have an on-staff pastor now. Oh, good. A young yeah. lady. Uh, we have used her a lot. Um, we are currently, uh, starting this Thursday, my... Uh, office gal pat lancet is a sign interpreter oh okay and she is on staff with us now in thursday from 6 30 to 8 um, she is offering beginners um, sign language class at the funeral home three weeks um, and then a, a week off and then three more weeks uh, that anybody is welcome to to come we do ask that they call in and let Pat know how many, <laughs> sure. you know. Yeah. But that's something new. We're, we're trying right. to let people know that's something we have. And you don't find that right. too often because most of the people are working in a school and can't get off. Right. And we've used her, uh, both funeral homes. And it, w- families were like, I didn't even know that that was a possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, very good. And one more employee we're working on is Promise, our little dachshund. <laughs> Every every business needs a business dog. There you well, go. It, it is. It, you know, people love dogs. Yeah, they do. It's comforting. Yeah. And and Poppy is her nickname. Yeah. Uh, now that COVID is, you know, right. way way down from what it was, uh, we are we are at the point of starting to consider bringing her. Yeah. If families want, sure. Not everybody wants mm. a dog. But, uh, you know, for kids, it's just kind of one of those things. They like to pet animals. Yeah. She's not a therapy dog. We can call her a comfort dog because she's not trained. (laughs) I know she's a comfort to me when I go home. There you go. And we have a second one, too, but she's not a people person. She's only mine. Okay. (laughs) So a few changes we're trying to, you know, 
keep things for family. Sure. Yeah. It's all about great. service. All right. Very good. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. I appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back, and uh, Uncle Doug will finish this up, whatever it is we, we do. So uh, stand by. You probably know Progressive Insurance for insuring your home and auto. You may know Flo and Dr. Rick. But what you may not know is that Progressive helps employees support over 3,800 charitable organizations annually because we're committed to helping our employees, and our employees are committed to helping others. Anyway, we just wanted to share. We were a little too proud of it to keep it to ourselves. And if you already knew all of this about us, you've either heard this radio spot before or just randomly know a lot about Progressive. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates based on data from May 2020 through April 2021. At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County with programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price. You can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane, seriously local. tuned in to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Be part of the conversation by calling 574-936-4096 or text the show at 574-307-6647. And now here's Kathy and Rusty. Actually, it's Uncle Doug Day today. I, uh, last week I surprised Jim a little bit. Oh. Yeah. I, I played your walk-up song my and song? then screeched it to a halt and said, Where's Uncle Doug? What have you done with him? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh shoot! So, okay, he used to have his own open. Oh, huh? years ago, and and finally, just this so old. Why don't you do a new one? So, uh-huh. I, okay, I'll do a new one. Yep. Take a wild guess. How many years ago? <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> it's been. Yeah. It's been a while. So every time he comes in, yeah, it's good to see you've been working hard on. Uh, yep. On the on opening the open. song. <laughs> on the opening song. Yeah. Oh my. Woo. Pretty crazy. Oh, man. So uh, you mentioned uh, Max. Now, the musical's coming up, right? Yeah, yep, Sound yep. of Music. and Sound when, of Music. Do yeah. you have any idea when that runs? Uh, I want to say uh, I got the dates at home. July, Are you in it? July 22nd, 23rd, and then three nights the following week. I believe. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to be. Yeah. Oh, yep, yep. good. What, what are you? What are you auditioning I'm for? I'm uh, auditioning for the part of the head nun. <laughs> now wait a minute. I want to be the mother oh, abbot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always somebody trying to steal my thunder. Yeah. yeah I gotta, don't know. You got to sing it. I'm 
every mountain. There you go. For every stream. There's yeah. my audition. There right you there. go. Yeah, I tell you what. What do you think? It might think work. I got it? It might work. It might work. I don't know. I haven't sung it. So it's kind of like. <laughs> every time I've been in that show, uh, they the, the woman who is is basically an opera singer who's, mm-hmm. who's slumming it in the music. <laughs> you just about half. That though. song I mean, is just. Astonishingly yep, difficult. Yep. Oh, it's a tough song. To uh, I I yep. played Max. That'd be a good part for you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Max would. Be. I was always Max. Nobody ever. I I just don't have the chops to yeah, sing. I don't think Max has to sing either. So I think that's a. He does have two. Uh-huh. Um, but you can sing them as patter songs. You can mm-hmm. do them like you know, like the uh, Richard Harris or Harris did in uh, Camelot oh. or something. You pretty much. How do I say it? Uh, it was rap before there was rap, oh, pretty yeah. much, is what it boils down oh, to. Boy. So you don't really have to have a a great My brain voice. doesn't work that well. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. Which is why oh. I got that. But I was also the, the one who was sneaking around behind trying to make a buck out of mm-hmm. kids, too. So yeah, there you go. Kind of fits Steal their milk money. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Get them out. They need to be seen. There you go. Um, but there you go. Nah, that ought to be fun. That's a, everybody yeah, loves that be. musical. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I forget the other dates though. It's twenty. I want to say twenty second, twenty third. Let me see if I can figure this out on my handy dandy little calendar here. <laughs> you got. See, you're techno technologically savvy. Oh boy, yeah. You can run your phone. You can watch YouTube. Maybe That's it's the. Maybe 22nd, 23rd, and then like 28th, 29th, and 30th or something like that. Might be three shows, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Well, I am I am or, sure or we'll... Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Maybe it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I am sure we'll, uh, we'll hear about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll probably have some folks uh, we'll, in. Yep. I oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Yep, I'm sure. So yeah. is the... the Singing done for the year? Is it yep, we're done. Singers? We are done. Yeah, when do you start up again? Is that in the uh, winter? Or? September. Okay. Yeah, we'll start working on Christmas shows in September. Yeah, so. yeah and we do have a, a new director for the Christmas shows. Um, we, uh, you have to apply for that job. It's not, sure, yeah. you know. And uh, so uh, we have a lady from Rochester that is going to be our director for the Christmas shows, Betty Martens. And she is our uh keyboard accompanist and uh she is just absolutely amazing and uh so i uh they were kind of i was kind of teasing her i said well is it too too early to start to schmooze you yet <laughs> and and i said you know i you know i'm usually the flower guy and she said well i'm in the gardenias and i said okay and so somebody else said well if 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 you wind up with like six solos in the next Christmas production, we'll know what happened there. I says, well, that won't happen anyway. You wouldn't uh, want to sing six solos. I don't think so. Uh, I tell you, it was, yeah, I might go with one and that'd be about it. <laughs> well, if you're gonna be in it, you may as well be the star. Oh, Come on. No, uh-uh. nope, 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 nope. We. <laughs> no, don't want to go there. No. <laughs> Do not want to go there. You don't want to be the star. No, huh? no. no. I was trying to. I was trying to help your career along I'd here. Be a, I'd rather be a come along, you know, and kind of like you know, help be a supporting staff person, you know, something like that. And, uh, I was going to be your agent. We were going to make money. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little late. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. It, 
I think it's a little late. Right. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, man, I'll tell you what. I know you don't feel good, so I'm going to let you get out of here and yeah, start. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, doggone it. I think I need a nap. Yeah, yeah. It's getting close to nap time for both of us, I yep. think. I think I need a nap. Uh, very so, good. Yeah, yeah. another couple of days I should be over this cold totally. and yeah, Be back up thinking, and oh, running. Man, man, I'll tell you what, boy. This thing just kicked my butt. <laughs> just... Those things happen, man. Yes, sir. I had the same thing a couple of weeks ago. It was with the something in my stomach. Wasn't in my head, oh. but uh, yeah, a couple of times, two weeks in a row, I was just. Well, I very rarely have just, anything in my head, so it's kind of uh, like. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah, I I could I could see that. Mm. Anyway, thanks for coming in, man. You betcha. Yep, it's always fun. Get the birthdays here. Oh, um, yeah. Do you hear? Do you have any birthdays? You? Uh, nope. Nope. Okay. All right. Well, I got a couple. <laughs> Jesse McCarr is sixteen today. Jesse. Happy birthday to you. You're in the hat. Also. Socks older than that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean O'Keefe is 67. I got socks older than that. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> and also Brian Norris. It says he's nifty 50. Wow. So, Brian, happy birthday to you. You're all eligible for our drawing on Friday for four cupcakes. From La Dessert Cafe, also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. And we now have a bouquet from Ooh, Cash and Creek there you go. for the winner. So you get a plethora of prizes. Now wow. it's time for anniversaries. Don't have any. If you oh, do you want to, you need to well, give a shout out Mrs. for yours. Mrs. Uncle Doug had an anniversary last Thursday. 49 years. Whoa. Yeah, I tell you what. So Wow. Yeah, pretty amazing. Has yeah. has she been granted sainthood by the Pope yet? Pretty close. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty close. See, she's like, already commi- she's already uh, performed the miracle, and that's staying married to you for forty nine yeah. years. Yeah, well, the, the first year was the tough one. After that, she got used to me, and that was kind of like you know. Yeah, she figured just to just to write it just, off. Huh? Yeah, just go along yeah. with the show now. I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, my. Yeah. So get your anniversaries in here. You'll be eligible for 50 bucks from, well, we we had the man himself, yeah, Terry we Clemens. Should have had the drawing when he was here. Yeah, yeah. Terry, uh, Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home is the supplier of that $50 prize. So uh, thank you to them. Now it's time for trading posting. You can buy sell trade giveaway for it. It's four days, four free. So I'm trying to finish for any of those items. Also, we're looking for somebody oh, having a sale. Uh, we're going to do sale today, a garage sale. And it starts to today? Wow. Oh, no, I'm supposed to start t- talking about this today. I'm sorry. I'm terrible yep. following directions. Uh, it starts on the 19th. It's the 19th, 20th, and 21st from 9 to 4. It's May 19th, 20th, and 21st, 9 to 4. Uh, at 11026 Walkerton Trail in Walkerton, they have big men's and women's clothing, cheap name brand shoes, other miscellaneous items. There is something there for everyone. They're making that promise. So uh, 11026 Walkerton Trail in Walkerton, a garage sale starts 19th, goes the 20th, 21st from 9 to 4. That is the trading post for today. I do want to mention, too, the... Uh, Friday night Elks Lodge menu, which is fish, all you can eat, jumbo shrimp, chicken dinner. Oh, I know that's one of oh, yeah. it's one of Jim's favorites, the chicken dinner. Shrimp and fish. I may be going. I don't think I have a ball game this week, and they have ribeye steak, and that's my wife's go-to. Uh, she loves oh, the steak. Yeah, there you she go. just loves it. So uh, 
I may be going there too. There you go. Get me some fish. You betcha. Yep. Get me some fish. Anyway, Nothing wrong with that. Uh, that is that. I think I've done everything I need to do. Yep, I think um, we're good. So we're good. I uh, want to thank you again for coming in, and uh, we're going to get out of here uh, tomorrow. Let me tell you who's coming up tomorrow. Um, 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 um. Oh, it's Commissioner's Day. Oh, man. So uh, we'll have one of the commissioners come in tomorrow, and uh, we'll be talking about that meeting that's going on right now. It's where Kathy's at. Yep. Once again, thank you, Every man. Every Monday, yep. And right. uh, yep. thank you to you guys for listening, and we will be back again at 9 o'clock tomorrow. So have yourself a great day. <laughs>